Hello, language lovers, and welcome to 2023. I can't believe it's already another new year. Thank you so much for joining me at Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I'm Heidi, an adult language learner living abroad and sharing all my experiences, thoughts, and perceptions of language learning. Being the first episode of the year, I figured a good topic for today would be New Year's resolutions, but as I made notes for this episode, I'm really just talking about goals in general. I've talked many times on the show about my history with perfectionism and that because of it, I have a really hard time setting practical goals for myself, and that's been a reality for me for decades. And today I've sort of outlined my history of setting language goals as a perfectionist, and I share how and why it's morphed into what it is today, which is that I do not set goals. I hope you stick around for this one because goal setting is probably one of the biggest areas of language learning where I just want to yell from the top of a mountain that there is no should, there is no standard, there is no one right way for everyone, and we have to know ourselves in order to do what's best for us. We're just now getting out of the end of your holiday bustle, and December is a month where everyone seems to be talking about goals what goals to set for the new year, what goals we had in the previous year, and worst of all, how to reach your goals with what little time is left in the year. And all we have to do is change everything about our lives right now, this instant. It's exhausting. And I'm seeing more and more that the advice most people give for setting and reaching goals does not work for me. Over and over again, I see this one-size-fits-all prescription for setting and reaching your goals. It's all well-meaning, and on the surface, it can seem inspirational, but it always includes some form of know your why, make your goals very specific, make a plan by writing down the specific steps you can take, set a deadline for reaching the goal, hold yourself accountable, measure your progress, and reward yourself. Voila, do this and you'll always reach your goals. Even if people don't explicitly say that last bit, it's the general mood of goal-setting advice. I can only speak for myself, but as a perfectionist, nothing about this advice works for me. And I've heard similar discussions in the neurodivergent community as well, so I know I'm not alone. So I want to break down my path of goal discovery here, starting with my entry into the language learning world. I've said before that moving to Italy and jumping in to learn the language, I had a goal of reaching fluency in one year. Even though this was very vague, in my head it basically meant that I would be able to easily communicate with everyone on every topic. The image I had in my head was of me effortlessly speaking the language with native-like speed. Once I learned the common European framework of references, language levels, I immediately decided that C2 was now my goal, the highest level of proficiency. I didn't set a time frame for reaching this, but in the back of my mind it was really as soon as possible. When I learned about the Foreign Language Institute's language level standards, I immediately decided that I would reach level 5, which equates to native or bilingual proficiency, something that's quite literally impossible for me. But it was there. It's measurable by their exams, even though I had no intention of taking an exam, so I couldn't be satisfied setting a lower level as a goal. And this is one of the best examples of my problem setting goals as a perfectionist. Perfectionism for me doesn't mean perfection, even though the title says so. For me, I don't think I'm going to do things perfectly. I don't even necessarily desire or try to be perfect. The problem is I have no ability to set a standard for or to measure good enough. 
if there exists a higher level, if there are improvements to be made, then I can't tell myself that something less would be satisfactory, even if it meets my needs and desires. In reality, at a B1, B2 CEFR level or level 3 FSI, I would be able to function in the country, doing everything I want to do, making all the deep connections and friendships I want. But as a goal, if higher levels exist, then the lower levels simply can't be my goals because there's something higher to strive for. I can't set a standard of good enough when it comes to my biggest desires in life, and this really goes for every area of my life. When it came to language learning, I functioned like this for probably two years or so, knowing that my ideals of an in-state to learning Italian were exceedingly high as to be basically impossible, yet not being able to allow myself to set my sights lower, feeling overwhelmed at how far away from this goal I was, feeling too much pressure and overwhelmed to know what to do, and then wondering why I wasn't reaching my goals. And the thing is, I still felt like my goals were reasonable because I saw that other people had reached them. There are people who reach C2 in Italian. There are people who become very functionally fluent in a year. So I thought, well, if they can do it, I certainly can too. And I want to. I have the motivation and the desire. But when I wasn't reaching my goals, and in fact found myself almost completely avoiding the work it would take to reach them, if they were even reachable at all, I discovered SMART goals. The concept of setting SMART goals revealed that my goal of fluency was way too vague. So when I heard that goals should be SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, I thought, oh, that's the missing piece. Now, let me say that I have published blog articles and shared on social media that setting SMART goals is the answer to my goal-setting problem, which I'm here today to say is absolutely not true. But one thing I really love about having created this show when I did is that I'm on this language journey, right in the middle of it, and I'm okay with the visibility of trying things out, claiming they're great, and then realizing that they were only temporary fixes, or that they're part of the solution, not the entire solution. They're stepping stones in this discovery process. So setting SMART goals was a stepping stone on this goal-setting journey of mine. I went from setting massively unattainable goals like being fluent in Italian in one year and B2 in German in six months, to setting specific measurable, achievable, and reasonably time-bound goals. And for a while, this type of precision helped, especially with German, because I started thinking about SMART goals as a beginner German learner. As a beginner, it was really useful for me to set specific goals for learning new vocabulary or working through an online course. Learning 25 words a week or completing one module a month are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Easy peasy. And not only are these goals measurable, but I can break them down into a plan to keep myself on track, as goal-setting advice always recommends. At 25 words a week, that's five new words every weekday and review on weekends. One module a month meant one quarter of the module each week. As a mathematician, I tend to break down tasks into these even chunks. But what happened when I got off track with those specific goals because one day my daughter was homesick? We took some time out to travel, or I spent a day in full-on anxiety and did everything I could just to survive until bedtime without breaking down. If I missed one day of learning five words, no matter the reason, I told myself that I had to make them up the next day. But then sometimes I would miss another day. I started feeling the weight of the imminent failure of not meeting my very reasonable and achievable goal. I was getting off track from the plan and each missed day or even missed word created serious pressure inside me 
and I froze. I did nothing. This factor of time and completing things in the time I had set became very overwhelming. And I started actively avoiding learning new words every day and completing the course modules, feeling like either I learn and do everything to 100% completion, which is my measure of succeed, or I learn nothing and I can't really say I failed because I didn't even try. Failure isn't an option, so I must avoid it at all costs. And something in me would rather not try than to reach the end and have only partially achieved the goal. I can't really explain it because I know it doesn't make sense, but it's there. So I found myself procrastinating and avoiding the SMART goals that I'd set for myself. And this avoidance, of course, felt deeply like failure. The exact feeling my avoidance was trying to protect me from. Even though I was progressing in the language, because I was still doing something in the language every day, I wasn't avoiding the language, I was just avoiding the SMART goals. I was progressing, but I still had a negative mindset about my progress because not reaching goals clearly meant I wasn't doing it right. So it was time to reevaluate and figure out what was going on here. What about this SMART goal thing wasn't working for me? The most obvious culprit was that I wasn't giving myself flexibility, particularly with respect to the time-bound factor. I wasn't considering my life as a whole and what things are out of my control that can affect this rigid schedule I'd created. Using SMART goals, I couldn't handle it when something got in the way of my time-based plan, and when setting those goals, I wasn't taking into consideration things like my potential time, money, energy, focus, or mood. There was no wiggle room in the smart way of setting goals, so I just needed to tweak it. My first problem had been not setting specific and achievable goals. Now I had a problem with time-bound goals, and that's when I discovered the idea of setting incremental goals. One of my smart goals that I'd found myself avoiding as soon as something got in the way of my very strict plan was reading a book in Italian. I now knew that trying to read a whole book in a specific amount of time wouldn't work because something would happen one day to get me off track, and I would eventually start avoiding the reading altogether. So instead, I said, okay, I'll just set a goal of reading one chapter without a deadline, so when something else in life comes up, it won't put me behind. Then when I finish that chapter, my new goal will be chapter two, and then my next goal, chapter three. Incrementally, I would work my way through the book, reaching goal after goal each chapter, So my focus was off of the time limit and on to the end state of completing the book, but only one chapter at a time. And this worked for several weeks until I started avoiding the reading again. Maybe I had a day where I didn't understand as much of the text as I thought I should, and I struggled to read even a paragraph. Maybe I was sitting on the same chapter for a couple weeks because something else was going on, and then I'd have to go back a few pages to remember what had happened. Eventually, the chapters just started seeming too big, and I was feeling the pressure again. So then I said, okay, I'll just set a goal of reading one page, then move the goalpost to two pages, and so on. But eventually, I found myself avoiding the book again, even though I really wanted to read it. I enjoyed the storyline, I liked the author's writing style, but again, I felt the pressure and overwhelm of failure. So I had to analyze what the problem was this time. Smart goals were supposed to fix my problem of vague, lofty goals. Incremental goals were supposed to fix my problem of time constraints, but I still wasn't recognizing my progress along the way. So maybe the increments were still too strict, too bounded. And again, I found a possible solution for this problem. I started to look at tiered goals. In a tiered goal structure, we set levels of good, better, and best, or acceptable, ideal, and exemplary, whatever verbiage sounds the most motivating. And in this case, my goal of reading an Italian book looked like this. 
in the month of March, let's say, in a book of 10 chapters, reading three chapters is good. It's definitely feasible, and I will say I've successfully succeeded at reaching a good goal if I finish three chapters in the month. But a better goal will be to finish six chapters. This will be my ideal goal. And then finishing all 10 chapters is the best exemplary goal. So reaching any of these goals will be considered success, and I've tiered them such that my big overarching goal is there, but it gives me a chance to acknowledge my progress along the way and maybe accept this idea of good enough. And the first time I tried this goal-setting method with an Italian book, I reached my good goal. I read three chapters and could claim it as a success. But then what? I felt proud enough for having reached a goal, but it didn't feel like a job well done, because it wasn't done. I hadn't finished the book. I could hardly celebrate finishing three chapters of a book that I wanted to finish. And that brought me back to incremental goals. But I needed to tweak it to work with the success mentality of tiered goals, So I broke these two methods down into a daily goal structure. Each day, reading one page would be good, reading three pages would be better, and reading five pages would be best. And of course, each day I would incrementally move the goal further down the book so I could keep the entire book as the big goal while also celebrating smaller goals reached along the way. Except again, I'd miss some days because life would get in the way, and if I can't even meet my basic good goal, then I really feel like I'm failing. And again, the pressure started to rise, and I stopped picking up the book at all. If I can't even finish a page a day, then what's the point? I'll clearly never finish the book anyway. And this brings me to the last major issue I had to face when trying to set language goals. It's that my spoken goal, my good enough goal that I know is reasonable and achievable, still isn't really what I'm after. And this goes beyond setting smaller goals in order to add up to bigger ones. Of course, what I'm after is to finish the book, and each page or chapter is just a smaller goal to get me there. Of course, what I'm after is to reach an advanced speaking level, and each lower level is just a smaller goal on the way toward the bigger one. Those make sense, but what I'm talking about here is slightly different. This was simply knowing that I still held the bigger and sometimes undefinable or unattainable goal as the only real achievement, the only thing worth celebrating. I was trying to trick my brain into thinking the increments and tears would be good enough, and this internal battle completely diminished all the gains I was making because even after all of this, the only thing that felt like real success would be reaching those huge goals. But those goals were so far away that they seemed completely out of my reach, not feasible for someone like me, and all I could do was avoid anything that I said was a goal. So there I was, at a point where my original goals were too arbitrary, my SMART goals were too time-centered, my incremental goals were too bounded, my tiered goals didn't feel like accomplishments, and no matter what strategy I tried, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. Why were my goals not motivating me? Why did I seem to ignore projects or activities as soon as I declared them as goals? So from there, I just kind of gave up for a while. I couldn't figure out how to set goals that were reasonable, realistically attainable for me, or measurable in a certain amount of time, and that would also motivate me to do the work to reach them. I was doing the work to progress in my languages, but that work wasn't tied to a goal. From my first goal of being fluent in Italian all the way to giving up on a goal-setting strategy— I went from being a complete beginner in Italian to towing an upper intermediate level, and it's even higher when listening and reading. From beginning German around my SMART goals phase until now, I've gone from being a complete beginner to bordering on intermediate. 
I've made so much progress in these years, but none of it was motivated by a specific measurable goal, which I thought was wrong. I thought I must be doing something wrong when so much of what I read in here says that goals are necessary in order to make real progress and to stay motivated. After all, how can you work towards something like a goal if it doesn't even exist? Looking back, it's really funny to say all this out loud because I was so concerned about not being able to set goals in a way that motivated me, yet I was simultaneously doing the work of learning the languages and making progress because I just wanted to, just because I wanted to learn the languages. So somewhere in this hiatus from goal setting, I realized that I wasn't avoiding language learning as much. I found myself joyfully doing language work, having conversation lessons, reading, studying grammar, things I truly enjoyed doing. And I found myself using both languages more freely in my day-to-day life. I had started sending audio messages to Italian friends. I initiated conversations in German instead of asking if they spoke English. I started reading the news in both languages. This was the culmination of my work, not of setting a goal to do any of these things. They just resulted from my love of learning the languages and desiring to function in them. And without a goal taking all of my thoughts and focus captive, I started to really notice and appreciate how far I'd come and how much I continued to learn. Even though I'd made progress in those years of failed goals, I didn't really care about that progress at the time. Or maybe it's more accurate to say my progress seemed trivial because I had failed to reach my goals. Reaching each goal had a succeed or fail outcome, so anything less than complete victory meant failure. But here I was, with no goals at all, just focusing on doing language things every day, and my progress was noticeable. And I mean really noticeable. I also realized that I wasn't feeling much stress about language learning or doing any particular language learning activity. I mean, I had always had at least a tiny cloud of stress hanging out above me, reminding me that I wasn't speaking fluently. I forgot easy words and conjugations. I needed to increase my listening and reading and also make time for active, intensive input projects. I still hadn't finished that one course I paid a lot for, but I also needed to find time for speaking practice. And dang it, there's another verb tense I didn't even know existed. And what in the world are these two-letter particles I keep hearing? The languages themselves had always felt so big and complex, and I wanted to master them in speaking, listening, reading, and writing, while also focusing specifically on vocabulary and grammar, and in order to do this, I needed to focus on projects or courses, something to complete to be able to claim goal-reaching victory. But now that I didn't have any goals, I really felt very little stress, and I was doing very little avoiding. And there's that word again, avoiding. It's strange. I set a goal, which is supposed to motivate me to work hard in order to achieve the goal, but instead, I tend to avoid anything associated with that goal. I don't set a goal, which people say leads to a lack of focus and no progress, but instead, I'm working hard and making lots of language progress, and I'm seeing the results of my hard work. So over the course of the last few months, instead of pushing down and fighting against this goal-avoiding thing I do, I decided to just own it. I had never before taken into consideration that I have a very real tendency toward avoiding anything to which I add a succeed or fail label. Avoiding things we want to do and achieve doesn't lead to progress, so avoidance is bad. And because of this, in my goal setting, I completely ignored this tendency of mine and pretended it didn't exist. One could say I avoided my avoidance. 
In reality, I always seem to find myself ignoring any action toward my goals and all the things I could be doing to make progress toward them because it is a very real tendency of mine thanks to this pesky perfectionism. And I recently discovered there's a term for this. It's perfectionism paralysis. It's when a person can't even start a project or start working toward a goal because of an internal fear of making the wrong decision or of not getting things exactly right. It's driven by a fear of failure. And this is exactly what goes on inside of me. Deep down, I'm so afraid of failing. More specifically, afraid of having to face the idea of what it might say about me if I fail at something. I'm so afraid of this that I tend toward avoiding the thing altogether as a protective mechanism. If I haven't given so much of myself, if I haven't given it my all, talked about it with friends, haven't dedicated so much of my time and energy, then I can't really say I failed, right? Because I can always go back and say, oh, I knew I couldn't do it anyway, or I was never really serious about it. You know, I can save face. It's a really backwards way of thinking. And honestly, I never actually say these things to myself, but this mentality shows up in how I tend to set goals that have a binary succeed or fail outcome potential, things I really want to do, and then avoid or severely procrastinate taking any action toward those goals. So I really don't think that my tendency to ignore my goals and avoid the work required for reaching them is the problem. And I'm actually starting to believe that setting huge lofty goals was also not the problem. The idea behind goals is that they motivate us to take action, right? They motivate us to take action towards something challenging or something we really want to achieve. But in that statement is an implied word that I want to bring out. When I say goals motivate us to take action towards something, what I really hear is goals should motivate us to take action towards something. And for years, decades even, I believed that I needed goals because goals are supposed to motivate me. And if they don't, then it's a me problem. There's something wrong with me. And if goals don't motivate me, if they scare me, or if they turn me off to something I otherwise desired, then what does that say about me? How will I ever progress without this goal-oriented motivation that people say we should have? For me, goals bring too much pressure. And pressure causes me to go into self-protection mode where I shut down and avoid. So I avoid working toward my goals. I know I do it. I've tried fighting it. I've tried tricking my brain into not doing it. But no matter how I frame it, if the word goal is in it, I am not motivated. And it really is this way with all areas of my life, not just language learning. So if I accept the fact that this is just who I am, then I have a chance at finding a way to work with it. I spent so much time fighting against this tendency of mine and trying to shape my language journey into a form that could work with goals that I left the door open to so much doubt and negative self-talk, believing that I'm just not the kind of person who achieves things. But you know what? As soon as I stopped trying to fit goals into my language life, I started actually achieving things. I was never the problem. Goals were the problem for me. I'm not motivated by goals, and that's okay. It's funny too, because ever since coming to this conclusion and intentionally moving forward without goals, I started seeing the idea everywhere. So like I said, I know this isn't a unique concept and a lot of neurodivergent people specifically are at the forefront of talking about this and books have been written about it. So if you're feeling me here and you've struggled to find goals motivating, then I highly recommend digging around for more because there are a lot of people more highly qualified and experienced than I am who've done a lot of research and soul searching on the matter. Now, some of you may be asking what I do now if I don't set goals. 
maybe you are a goal setter and are just curious because you can't imagine working toward nothing in particular. Or maybe you're like me and you struggle to set goals despite all the advice out there and you just don't know what to do. Without a goal to work toward or focus on, I just set actions and focus on the doing. I know what I need to do to move forward, including anything in the realm of speaking, listening, reading, writing, and studying grammar, and I just choose something to do in one or more of those categories every day. Here's an example of what this shift in mindset looks like. I want to improve my Italian, and I want to do it through more speaking. In the typical goal-setting way, I thought this was something that I would need to make into a big project in order to motivate myself to do it. In order to fight against avoiding the speaking, I needed a very solid plan that would give me a sense of achievement. It started out like this. I will have two half-hour conversation lessons every week for a month. This is specific, you know, not just speak more or have more lessons. It's measurable. Given my busy schedule, this is still achievable. It's relevant because it supports speaking, something I want to improve, and it's time-bound by a single month. Then the next month, I would kind of incrementally set the same goal again. To many people, this detailed plan is a very reasonable and motivating way to set the goal. But for me, if I do it this way, I can guarantee that I will have a very hard time bringing myself to scheduling those lessons, especially after the first month or two. Just the act of moving forward with scheduling, I will feel a level of fear and I will procrastinate and put it off, probably to the point of only doing one lesson a week or two in the entire month. Even though I still get the reward, the dopamine hit of excitement and pride after every single lesson. But I know this about myself. I know that the underlying fear of failing to reach the goal will inevitably cause me to self-sabotage. So instead of fighting this, which I've learned doesn't work for me, now I say I want to improve my speaking. I don't wait. I don't make a plan. I definitely don't set a time limit. I just schedule lessons immediately or as soon as possible. I literally take action and completely skip the step of making a specific planned out goal. Now, let's see how this is working for me. From January to November last year, trying to function under a goal-oriented mindset, I had 28 half-hour Italian conversation lessons on italki, so an average of 2.5 per month. In December, when I very intentionally got rid of goals and just jumped into action, motivated only by my desire to speak, I completed 12 lessons in one month. And I won't do that every month because time and money and changing mood and desires, and that's okay for me. But this is a perfect example of what changed when I made the shift from thinking about a goal, an end state, time-bound, succeed or fail achievement, and instead just did the thing. In the bigger picture of my languages, I quite like the idea of my future in language learning being open-ended. The whole thought of setting a deadline for language learning goals is something my brain just doesn't like. If there's a specific date for determining if I've succeeded or failed, even at the smallest task, then the pressure is on and my mind starts to freak out and I freeze. Without that deadline though, just knowing that I'm working toward an intermediate or advanced level is enough to keep me moving, to keep doing the work that'll get me there. I jump in without allowing myself time to plan, no time to think about it, worry about it, stress about it, or let my brain ponder the possibility of failure. Because in an open-ended journey, where the only thing I want is to make progress, there is no possibility of failure. So the fear of failure is gone, and I just make progress and enjoy the ride. In just the last few weeks of my language life, not having any goals at all, 
just focusing on forward movement. I've significantly increased my number of conversation lessons, as I said. I've been actively reading The Hobbit in Italian with no concern for how much to read a day or when I want to finish it, just enjoying reading and loving how much I understand. I worked my way through an entire grammar book on German separable verbs, never thinking about how many pages or exercises to get through in a day. I started a free intermediate Italian course with no goal of how much to do. I just focused on the first lesson on reflexive verbs, and that was all I did because of time, but I feel absolutely no feelings of failure. I'm happy with what I got out of the reflexive verbs lesson, and I didn't have a goal to complete any specific amount of the course, so it's nothing less than a win. And I haven't given up on Korean. I haven't been learning a new word every day like I initially set out to do, something that's reasonable and achievable. But when days come up that I miss, I no longer have the feeling of all or nothing, and I don't avoid getting back to it another day. I just pick back up where I left off when I get the time, and I feel great about it. If I had a specific goal here, I can guarantee I would have already given up on Korean. Everything about this month has led to progress, joyful progress without the small voice in my head saying, yeah, but you didn't reach the goal. And I'll say right now that this may not always work for me. This may just be another stepping stone on my way to figuring out a more long-term solution. Maybe I have phases of needing smart goals or incremental goals to work through something I want. And that's really the joy of tuning out all the advice others say we should be doing. I'm in charge, and I can change my mind. And I very flexibly move through the various phases of language learning, adapting to changes in mood and desire and life circumstances. My hope for today is that this episode prompts you to think about your language learning this year. Whether or not you have goals or a plan, it's most important that you just do something in your languages to move forward and enjoy it. If goals are for you and one of the methods I spoke about today works for you, that's amazing. Keep doing it. Or maybe try out one of the other methods. Just stay true to what works for you to motivate you. If you don't think goals are for you, if in fact they're keeping you from making joyful progress, then think about letting them go. You do not have to have goals to be motivated. You do not have to have goals to make progress. You can literally just learn and enjoy. Whatever path you choose, as long as it works for you, then you're doing the right thing. So with that, I wish you a joyful language learning experience in 2023. Thank you again for coming back with me this new year. I'm genuinely excited to hear about the progress you make this year and all the wonderful things you discover about languages and about yourself through this language journey. I wish you a lovely week of language learning. And until next time, ciao.